You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Monday, August 21st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, we're talking about a tech-led initiative to bring economic development to Brazil. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. In the Dreams Favela, in the Brazilian city of Fajaz de Vasconcelos, Crislenia Fernandez de Silva strolls to work for her morning conference call. She works out of a shipping container that's been repurposed into a logistics center for Naporta, a startup that provides last-mile delivery services for e-commerce companies, letting them access hard-to-reach places like the middle of the sprawling low-income communities on the outskirts of Brazil's major cities. De Silva takes in the packages, sorts them, then dispatches them via local couriers to customers. It's a far cry from her last job as a cleaner earning 600 Brazilian hayais, or $124 a month, half the national minimum wage, for a 12-hour day, leaving the house before dawn and walking the unpaved streets by an open sewer. The work was often dehumanizing. In roles like cleaning, you are assigned a post, and then you are forgotten, she says. I've always wanted better things for myself, but didn't know how to get there. Now I learn new things daily and finally feel like I am a part of something. De Silva's trajectory illustrates the paradox of favelas, which grapple with challenges ranging from a lack of essential infrastructure and environmental risks to rampant unemployment. On one hand, these communities are a testament to the failure of the state to provide basic services and formulate economic policies to lift millions of people out of a state of extreme vulnerability. On the other hand, they are centers for economic activity. According to a study carried out by research firm Data Favela, revenue generated in shantytowns exceeded 200 billion Brazilian hayais, or $41.5 billion in 2022, up 8.6% on the prior year. But connecting the need with the opportunity has often been difficult. De Silva got her role at Naporta thanks to an initiative by the nonprofit organization Gerando Falcois, called Favela 3D, which is trying to use technology to open up markets and create opportunities for people within the favelas. Favela 3D, the three Ds stand for Dignify, Digitize, and Develop, was created by Edu Lira, a social entrepreneur who grew up in poverty in Guarulhos, a city near Sao Paulo. Lira recalls sleeping on dirt floors next to rats, surviving flooding, and visiting his father in jail. 
inspired by his mother's conviction that it's not where you come from, but where you're going that counts, Lira wrote a book about youth-led transformative initiatives and used the proceeds to establish Gerando Falcois in 2013. Created two years ago, Favela 3D is Gerando Falcois's flagship project. Lira says his approach is based on the radical idea that favelados, favela residents, should get a say in what they need rather than being prescribed solutions from above. We can ensure dignity to millions of favelados who don't want handouts for their entire lives, he says. Citizens must be at the center of decision-making. Government projects aimed at tackling poverty in Brazil don't typically involve low-income communities, a fact acknowledged by the governor of Sao Paulo, Tarcísio de Freitas, at an event in the Dreams favela in July. We don't know how to solve the issues faced by favelas, nor have any idea of where to start, Gefreitas says. The relationship between the state and citizens has to change to improve the lives of people in favelas and the homeless. The state doesn't know how to listen. However, the reality of the favelas speaks loudly. Driven by the increase in the cost of living and unemployment, Brazil saw a 40% increase in the population living in shanty towns, to 16 million in the past 12 years according to the 2022 census. This is compounded by an unprecedented surge in the percentage of people living in extreme poverty by 48.2% between 2020 and 2021, according to the Brazilian Institute of Geography and Statistics, or IBGE. These are the kinds of structural problems that can't be solved by technology alone, according to David Niemer, a University of Virginia professor and anthropologist who has studied technology in favelas. The Favela 3D project is innovative because it has a holistic vision, Niemer says. It's not pushing an agenda of tech solutionism, but building infrastructure and services, and then laying tech on top. The digital piece of the 3D plan starts with affordable, reliable internet access, which favelas often lack. Operators don't want to invest in the infrastructure to connect fixed lines, and mobile data plans are expensive for people earning very little. Gerando Falcois worked with broadband internet firm VIP Telecom, technology integrator FiberX, and Huawei to connect the favela and Fajas de Vasconcelos using 15 Wi-Fi units placed in strategic locations within the community. The signal is distributed by routers that can reach speeds of up to 9.6 gigabytes per second. Connectivity isn't enough on its own to bring people into the digital economy. For example, favela homes often lack a number or a postcode, and their locations can be unsafe or hard to reach, meaning favela deliveries are frowned upon by most traditional logistics firms. That means favela dwellers usually rely on friends or family living in conventional housing to receive online purchases. According to data from research firm Instituto Locomotiva, 70% of favela residents give up on buying online because of delivery barriers. As a solution to this structural problem, Gerardo Falcois partnered with Google and Naporta to create digital addresses that are open source, free, and integrated with Google Maps. To locate addresses using plus codes, the technology converts latitude and longitude coordinates from GPS into alphanumeric codes, which are placed in front of every residence. Under the Favela 3D project, e-commerce orders are directed to a container in the favela itself. Operated by Naporta, the hub coordinated by De Silva, items are delivered by local couriers to residents by bicycle. The organizations engage with e-commerce firms and retailers to create campaigns aimed at encouraging online consumption in the favela. 
However, Niemer suggests that connecting the favela to e-commerce may not necessarily equate to empowerment. If we are getting favela residents to buy from well-established companies with no commitment to the territory, we are taking resources away from their communities. It means we're focusing on social development through consumerism, which is problematic because it doesn't necessarily signify progress or inclusion, he says. Other tech firms have come to the dream slum as part of the Favela 3D project. Colotando, a fintech company that makes digital payments to people in return for recyclable materials, has set up in the area. Flurry, a healthcare company, has established a telemedicine facility. The technological components in the Favela 3D plan speak to a broader question of who has the right to access the fundamental aspects of the digital economy. The internet as we understand it was not designed for marginalized areas like the favelas, Niemer says. When seemingly simple and basic technologies are rolled out in those communities, they become tools for transformation and resistance. The 3D project is trying to give residents access to tech education, vocational training, and entrepreneurship as well as more traditional development projects like building housing, sanitation, and public spaces. Lira has worked with organizations like the Spanish nonprofit Teto to build homes out of recycled toothpaste tubes and lobbied the local water company to serve the area. The locals recently renamed the favela from Boca do Sapo, or Frog's Mouth, to Favela dos Sonhos, Dreams Favela in Brazilian Portuguese. That old name referred to several aspects of the place we live in that we were ashamed of. We couldn't even get an Uber ride home as drivers wouldn't take us, said Joel Macampos, also a former cleaner and now leader of The Colar, a nonprofit created by Gerando Falcois to lead the Favela 3D project. The changes introduced by the initiative may impact some people significantly, but the next steps, as the project scales, are what truly matter, says Adla Viana, an anthropologist specializing in technology and innovation and founder of AI startup TechViz. Favela 3D is a project that enhances individuals' ability to resist, control their own narratives, and envision a horizon of possibilities. However, we must ask, what happens after opportunities open up for individuals like De Silva, the logistics operator? Will they create their own startups? How will their careers evolve in the coming years, and how might those successes be replicated, she says. The Dreams Favela is just a prototype. So far, Lira has secured the commitment from the Sao Paulo state to roll out the project at nine medium-sized favelas. His hope is that other states feel compelled to replicate the model. However, with 11,000 shantytowns countrywide, there is still a long way ahead before the entrepreneur gets closer to his utopia of turning favelas into museum items before Elon Musk colonizes Mars. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, a showdown between humans and chatbots could keep you safe from bad AI. Checking in on Wired Science, Russia and India are racing to put landers on the moon. And on Wired Security, a huge scam targeting kids with Roblox and Fortnite offers has been hiding in plain sight. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.